ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Uncaped Heroes. I am Kathy Holland, and honored as always to be joined by my co-host, Stacy Johnston. Stacy, how are you today? I am fabulous, and I enjoying some new fall weather that has dropped in. It's gone from 80 to 50 in the last couple of days. It's got some nice moisture out there, so it's good. I like it, and always, as always, I'm always intrigued and excited about this conversation and the, the things we get to learn and the pieces of gold I pick up along the way. I am as well. I, uh, I love these conversations. I think that we are pretty blessed to be able to shine the light that we do on people's journeys. I think it's cool to put others on the, in the spotlight. What is your favorite part about these conversations? I think that's it, right? If you if you just exist and you listen to the chatter and all the conversation going on in the world right now, it, it's scary. You know, it's, it's confusing and it's congested and there's a lot of opinions coming in and out. And I think that underneath all of that, there is this line of magical glow of these fabulous people that we get to meet from all around the world that have the most beautiful stories and the the most wonderful and encouraging journeys. They're about hope. They're about inspiration. They're about wisdom. They're about knowledge. And it grounds for me that underneath all of it, we're inherently the same. Everybody wants love and respect and safety and honor and joy. And none of that has a boundary. And uh, I appreciate the fact that we've been able to travel around the world from the comfort of our home and just absorb so much wisdom from around the world. That's my thing with it. I love it. I absolutely agree. So today we have a beautiful guest with us. And if you're ready, I would like to introduce her. Her name Um, is Megan Dickinson. How are you today, Megan? I'm wonderful. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. We're happy to have you with us. So let's let you kick us off. Who is Megan? What do you do? And how can people connect with you? Okay. So um, I am a metastatic breast cancer thriver. I used to work. I'm now on medical leave. So my focus is on my health and my family and building memories and joy with them. My journey with metastatic started in January of 2020 when I found a lump in my breast accidentally. Uh, I went through diagnostic mammograms, ultrasounds, biopsies, CT scans, bone scans, um, and a lot of struggle. And um, they found ductal carcinoma in my left breast and they found metastatic lesions in my spine, in my sternum, and in my right arm. So metastatic cancer means it has spread beyond the original location in my breast and my lymph nodes. So it's floating around my system, kind of free and happy, floating around, having a good time in there, trying to find new spots to land. I was put into medical menopause in April of 2020 and I started active treatment for my cancer also in April of 2020. Uh, I have had encouraging scans since then. I also endured a mastectomy of my left breast with reconstruction and a sentinel lymph node biopsy as well in January 2021. 
And then I also had uh, radiation in March of 2021 to ensure that anything that might have been disturbed during my mastectomy got cleared up and to support the Met for healing both left in my sternum and in my arms. And I'm very happy to report today that in January of this year, I had 10 tumors, and today I have one. So my focus in life now, uh, on top of my family, building memories and working through a fantastic joy list that I've created for myself, is to build awareness, wellness, and advocacy for other metastatic breast cancer patients. I journal my journey in a blog called stupidboobs.ca. Our mission now is to create wellness retreats for other metastatic breast cancer patients in the Ottawa area. So I have gone from being a professional in an office to an advocate and a blogger at home. Wow. That's all I can say as well. And congratulations on your take on being a thriver. I really like that. I, I like the meaning of that. I really do. Tell me a little bit more about your joy list. Oh, my joy list. So... I think quite a while ago there was a movie released and it was called The Bucket List and it became very popular for everyone to have a bucket list. And um, I had originally started out with one that included trips and adventures and experiences and things like that. And I walk with my father every day. We walk for about five kilometers every day together and I'm blessed to have that time with him. We've spent about 600 hours together now over the last year and a half. And he didn't like the idea of a bucket list because he thought it was too final, that what happens when you finish everything on your list? Do you then, are you then ready to kick the bucket? So he challenged me to rethink it a little bit. And when I looked at my list, every single thing on it brought me joy. Even just thinking about them brought me joy. So this year, I successfully checked off three things off my joy list. I went in a hot air balloon, which being afraid of heights was a big deal for me. My mom and I had a fantastic time with that experience, and it was a great gift from my parents. I went in a float plane in Newfoundland. I have always wanted to fly in a float plane. I wanted to experience what it was like to take off and land in water. And I can tell you it's far nicer than taking off and landing on land. It was the smoothest, nicest experience I've had, and I got to fly the plane a little bit. My daughter also got to experience that and fly the plane. Um, And there's a beautiful spa not far from uh, my home that I have always wanted to to try, to see, to experience. I'd heard beautiful things about it. And it was a tranquil, lovely, grounding experience that I I spent with my mom. Uh, The food was amazing. The environment was incredible. The scenery was beautiful. The horses were amazing. The spa treatments were wonderful. And just the time away from home was um, exactly what I needed. So this year I checked off three things off my joy list, and every time I check something off, I seem to add a, add a new thing. So, huh. I, I really like that, the concept of joy list versus the bucket list. I don't think I've ever looked at it like that, but it's so true. You know, we kick the bucket those kinds of things, and they were tagged the two together. So I really like the concept of the joy list. It was very intriguing for me. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. 
So let's take this in kind of a different direction. What is your, throughout your journey, all of the things that you have gone through and the things that you have accomplished, what is your definition of a hero? It's someone who shows up every day uh, and does what needs to get done. Someone who faces fear head on and who allows the different emotions that come with that facing of fear to come and to address them and to acknowledge them. And so far I have met Every thriver I have met to me is a hero, no matter where they are in their journey. They all show up for themselves every day, and they show up for everybody around them. I learned very quickly that the cancer world is a club that you don't really want to be a part of, but once you're here, they welcome you with open arms. They are there to listen, to support, to give guidance, um, to hold your hand if you need to cry, to offer you a tissue. Uh, so every thriver that I have met definitely is a hero to me. That's, that's beautiful. Is there a particular individual that you would label as your hero? I think probably both my mom and my dad. Um, are my heroes. My, they've just absolutely, they've always been there for me. I have never once doubted um, their love or their support for me my entire life. Um, but when I told them I had cancer, they went into a whole different mode and they have been infinitely supportive. My father has showed up every day to walk with me my mom stayed with me for a week after my surgery. Um, she stayed with me after my second surgery as well. And they've just allowed me to process everything that goes along with this with such openness and open heart. And they have made space for me to have this experience in whatever way I needed to experience it because that the experience changes on a daily basis. So they're both heroes to me, for sure. That's beautiful. You know, Megan, as we've done these interviews and we've talked to people from all around the world, another thing that we've learned is that we, I guess from the time we're little, right, we, we're come up and I'm watching my grandbabies at three and six and seven. And uh, when you ask them, who's your hero? Captain America, right? Uh, <laughs> superheroes, those people that we are projected out. And I think even they get a little older and they become sports figures. And until we get this preconceived notion that heroes have to be these super fantastic, mega powerful, wealthy, cave-dwelling, flying-to-save-the-world people. And what we realize is that they are moms and dads. Right? They're, they're grandparents and they're Sunday school teachers and they're these ordinary people that just come alongside you and do something incredible in your life to move you forward or to hold space for you. So thank you yeah. for sharing your mom and dad. Yeah, that's beautiful. So as you've walked the journeys that you've walked from this little girl that you once were to this beautiful lady that you are now and this life that you've shined, is there a life lesson you've learned along the way that you feel like everybody ought to know? Live your life. 
that's the life lesson I've learned. I was scared to live my life, scared to live bigger than myself uh, until my diagnosis. I always worried that it was selfish to spend the money. It was selfish to take the time. It was unnecessary to have these experiences. And since my diagnosis, I have reevaluated that statement that time is not infinite, that we are on this earth to contribute, to give back, to support, and to experience it, to not be afraid to do the things that might be a little bit scary because you never know how much joy it can bring you or how much perspective it can give you. So my new philosophy is buy the car, get the tattoo, go on the trip, make the renovation, fall in love, get divorced if you need to, you know, enjoy raising your children, enjoy your friendships and your family, and don't hold on to anything that doesn't serve its purpose for you. Amen. What beautiful advice. What beautiful advice. Thank you. I love that. Kath, where does that take you? I hope whoever is listening to this takes heed to that advice because that is so, so, so important. And if you're going to take it from anybody, take it from her because that's a, wow, that was powerful. So if there was a, ooh, so, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. So let's put you in the spotlight for a moment and let you don your cape and realize that you are more people's hero than you may think. So thank you for that. Um, if there was a, a one-liner to the world, your one line of wisdom and statement, you know, what's your T-shirt? What does your T-shirt say? Take more risks. That would be my one-liner to the world is take more risks. It's cliche to say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but if you don't try, you'll never know. And I would much rather look back on my life and say, I'm glad I did it and I learned something. I'll never do it again rather than I wish I had. I wish I'd tried it. I wish I'd taken the, taken the shot. Um, I wish I'd had the hard conversation. I wish that I would have felt that more deeply. I never want to look back and think that about any part of my life. So my one-liner to the world is take more risks. I could not think of more solid and right in this moment. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Megan, thank you for sharing that with us. You know, we ask this question, we have a lot of interviews in the tank, and everybody's statement is different. No, but not one person has repeated another. And we have over 200 interviews. <laughs> it's beautiful to hear, hear that wisdom. But the story's fine. I've always said I want a T-shirt with all the statements, right? I want one for every day of the year and not just walk into this closet of power because you can't put one on and not go, yes, 
take a risk, yeah. right? It just empowers you. But I want the story on the back, so I'm going to have to have a pocket so I can bring the stories and put them in. Because the stories are as beautiful as the statements and the why. I mean, all the words there are in the world that you would pick, why those words? And uh, I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's, this is um, – when I first found out I had cancer before I knew I had metastatic cancer, um, I didn't cry. I, I just went into tactical mode, and I kind of said, okay, well, if anyone in my world should have it, it'll be me because I'm the most tenacious, I'm the toughest, and I can handle it. I'm organized, I'm, you know, I'm strong, I have no other health issues, so, yeah, no problem. If I take the bullet, you know, in Canada – one in every eight women will get breast cancer. So I looked around to the women that I love the most, and I thought, I'm it, good. They're all safe because I got it, and I can fight this, and I can beat this. And that was how it all started. And I have never looked back on that statement to think, I got this. And when I found out I had metastatic cancer, the prognosis for metastatic cancer is not awesome, um, the likelihood that I'll see retirement age is very, very low. Um, but that hasn't changed my desire to continue to do all the right things to try and stay here as long as I can with a high quality of life. And to take the time to exercise every day, to eat well, to rest when I need to, to prioritize my family and my own health over everything else, that hasn't changed. And what I hope is that other women who have to come behind me with this have a little bit more information as to what's coming, what to expect. I mean, I got my diagnosis a week before Canada shut down because of COVID. So I have done every diagnostic appointment by myself. I have done every treatment by myself. I have gone to every oncological appointment by myself. I went to every radiation treatment by myself. I had no one in the recovery room when I came out of either of my surgeries. It is a remarkably isolating experience to have metastatic cancer, and then you add COVID on top of it. And I, I had a choice. And a lot of people look at me and they go, you know, you're so positive and you have this wonderful outlook. And and my honest reaction is I didn't really have a choice, but I did. And I made the choice to seek other people in the same situation as me, to join support groups, to join advocate groups, to read articles of other women who are going through the same thing, whether in Canada, the U.S., Australia, you know, England, it doesn't matter. We're all going through the same thing. And looking at the statistics and knowing that that's what's happened in the past, not what might happen in the future. So to never give up hope and never stop working towards it, of being here as long as I possibly can. And you made a comment about me calling myself a thriver. And I made the realization a little while ago that a lot of people call cancer patients warriors or fighters we're in this battle, and it's all very adversarial. For me, I've come to peace with the fact that I have cancer, and I've accepted that that's my reality. So instead of taking this active fighter stance, I want 
to change my mindset to say that I'm going to live my life and I'm going to thrive in life for as long as I possibly can and be at peace with what's happening next. And so that's why I had to change my mindset from fighter to thriver. Mm. Beautiful word. Beautiful word. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You made me a little teary while ago. I just—it's just a beautiful story, and I, I can feel your strength from here. Cass, where does that all take you, man? You know, if anybody is having any contemplation right now on whether or not every moment matters, I hope this puts into perspective for you that it absolutely does. And your priorities whether they need to be adjusted or whatever, are, are important. You know, i got to say, ironically, the other day I was having the same kind of conversation with my mom. She's 84 and a couple of strokes, broken pelvis, real change in her life, and was just unhappy about it. We were, we were talking about that very thing, and I said something to her about a waffle, and she said, oh, I haven't had a waffle in years. I, I don't need to have a waffle, but this make me gain weight. And I'm like, Mom, eat the waffle. I, it, life is too short not to eat the waffle, girlfriend. So, yeah, yeah having that very same color. So thank you for just making that important again. Buy the car, eat the waffle, go on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Next year I am taking a train trip with my mom through the Rocky Mountains, and later in the year I am climbing a mountain with my father in Nepal. So that joy list is, it spans things from go on the Maid of the Mist in Niagara Falls, all the way to climb a mountain in Nepal, to swim with elephants in Thailand, to do a treetop zip line. It covers all kinds of things. And what I realize is that so much life is happening in between the things on my joy list that also bring me joy that I couldn't possibly capture. But I'm relishing every moment. I'm taking more pictures. I'm taking more pictures with me in them um, so that when I'm not here to tell the stories, someone else can look at the picture and know that there was a story and remember the story and recall the experience. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we are at the place my friends, where we are going to have to, my dog thinks it's also beautiful. Oscar, shh. I apologize for his interruption. He wanted to interject, and he said he thinks you're a hero, too. That's cool. Um, we are, we're at a place we're going to have to let our audience go. We've, we've had our time limit, and what a beautiful conversation. I could talk to you all day just to pick up your hope and your inspiration for so many people. <clears throat> so as we get ready to wind down, I would love our audience to remember that we are always brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you'd like to talk, if you have a story that you'd like to share, if you'd like to have a conversation with us, we're interested in what you have to say. Please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I would love to end, as we always do, with a, a round of conversation. I, myself, I can even tell you thank you. Um, the best of wishes to you and your journey. <clears throat> if we can ever serve you in any way, reach out to us. We've got shoulders. You're always welcome in my space. Um, Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? Well, first off, I was really trying to respond a while ago, and my phone was muted, and I couldn't get it off. 
<laughs> so thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom and your your moments with us. Thank you very much for that. Um, it's been a pleasure to share. I, I, uh, I usually close out the our podcast with a challenge. So hmm, my challenge today is to, you know, take the moment because they matter. They absolutely matter. So if there's a if there's something that you want to do or something that you are thinking about doing or something that you think you want to do but don't think you can do it, just do it anyway. Do it afraid. Just do it. I love it. I love it. Megan, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us, take the last 90 seconds, close out our show for us today. How would you like to leave our audience today? Take the risks. Enjoy life. You only get one shot at this. And if you are going through a metastatic breast cancer journey or any breast cancer journey, I am also available. You can find me on my blog at stupidboobs.ca, and I'm happy to support or listen or guide if need to. So thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story.